the abandoned one, but you will be called Kepsiva. My delight is in her. Sometimes people ask me how to pronounce my last name. Is it leasing or lessing? I often respond, it's blessing without the B. But I might be wrong. <laughs> Years ago, when the sainted Dr. Oswald Hoffman of Lutheran Hour Lore was speaking at our church in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, he called me Pastor Leasing. And if Ozzy said it, <laughs> it must be true. Confusion over my last name has caused some awkward moments. Last year I was speaking at a pastor's conference, and during a break a pastor came up to me and said, Pastor Leasing, it's so nice to meet you. It would have been rude to correct him, I thought, and besides, no harm, no foul. The problem was, though, that this pastor began introducing me to his friends. Momentum began to build, leasing, leasing, leasing. With each passing leasing, <laughs> I realized that I really couldn't do a thing. I had reached the point of no return. So had Zion in the Old Testament. Now, Zion had great and lofty names. She's called the city of David, the perfection of beauty, Zion's dwelling place of Yahweh. Zion is also called Yahweh's virgin daughter. But Isaiah reminds us in our text that Zion has another name, Azuva, the abandoned one. In fact, in staccato-like fashion, Isaiah accents Azuva, Azuva, Azuva throughout his book. For example, in chapter 6, verse 12, Isaiah writes, There will be many abandoned Rabbah Ha'azuva places in the midst of the land. Zion's living in denial for most of the book until she finally comes to her senses in chapter 49, verse 14, where Zion says, Azavani Yahweh, Yahweh abandon me. What brought on this sad state of affairs? Zion rebelled abandoned Yahweh, despised the Holy One of Israel, faked her way through worship, withheld justice from the widow and the orphan, played the prostitute, murdered, sinned, and followed after other gods. And this is just a list of sins from Isaiah chapter 1. Time does not allow us to look at the next 65 chapters in the book. I know this is the day of the great wedding and marriage, but Zion's marriage to Yahweh, it didn't start all that well, and it became rocky at best. Finally, Yahweh gets up, slams the door, leaves. Good riddance, he said to Zion, I need to get away and collect my thoughts. We call this the Babylonian exile of 586 B.C. So there sits 
Zion, in the dark, all alone, feeling like her name will forever be Azuva, the abandoned one. Zion (laughs) had reached that point of no return. You know that feeling, don't you? (laughs) I know I do. It comes most often when we lose love. The breakup and the brokenness are sometimes too much for us. Some are abandoned by alcoholic parents. Others are abandoned by abusive friends. Still others are abandoned by emotionally distant spouses. There's a wife left by her husband of 30 years for another woman (laughs) half his age. There's a seminarian left by his fiance for another guy who's going to be way more successful. There are parents who have been left by their children. An empty nest has become a gaping hole in their hearts. And there is a little child who is left alone to suffer with cystic fibrosis in her hospital room for days without number. Listen. Can you hear the desperate cadence? Azuva, Azuva, Azuva. So many among us have reached that point of no return. And if abandonment is not resolved, it becomes an insidious virus that destroys our body, our mind, and our soul. Trying to self-medicate with more work and more church and more books and more internet and more alcohol and more food only confirms us in our patterns of self-destruction. That's why Isaiah takes us into his salvation trilogy of chapters 60 to 62. Why, these chapters explode with light and brilliance and glory and silver and gold and gardens and costly jewels and precious garments. But what is so amazing about these three chapters are all of the new names. Isaiah 60, 14. They will call you Yahweh's city, Zion of the Holy One of Israel. 61, 3. You will be called oaks of righteousness, Yahweh's planting for his beauty. 61.6, 61.6, you will be called Yahweh's priest. 62.12, you will be called his holy people, Yahweh's restored ones, and the one being sought after. And our text, Isaiah 62.4, you will never again be called Azuva, the abandoned one, but you will be called Kepsiva, my delight is in her. Note (laughs) the passive 
form of kara in our text. It's a nifal. You will be called. Getting a new name is a passive idea. We can't do it on our own. Yahweh must take the initiative. In fact, <laughs> the attitude, come, let us make a name for ourselves in Genesis 11 verse 4 is only met with what? The tower's destruction, demise, and massive social disorder. Contrast that with what Yahweh says in Genesis 12 verse 2. I will make your name great, and great it is, Kepsiva. My delight is in her, and Isaiah fills this out for us in the next verse. Just as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride, so will your God rejoice over you. This past November, several of us were going to a conference in Atlanta, Georgia, when my plane and my flight didn't show up. It was canceled. I sat in St. Louis Lambert Airport for five hours, wondering what my destiny would be. Pretty soon, a Delta Airlines agent rewarded me with a first-class ticket on the next flight to Atlanta. Just about then, doctors Robbie and Seleska showed up, somewhat surprised that I was now on their flight going to Atlanta. Surprise turned to shock when I told them I was in first class. I felt actually a little bit guilty about the whole thing. But do you think I settled for coach just to sit with them? <laughs> Not on your life. Why settle, you see, for a two-bit name, Azuva, when you have been upgraded to Kepsiva? And in the Bible, an upgrade in name always brings with it a glorious new destiny, right? You know this. Avram, exalted father, Genesis 17, is called Avraham, and he is the father of many nations. Simon Barjona, just a fisherman from Capernaum. In Matthew 16, Jesus tells him, you're no longer Simon. You've got an upgrade. You're Peter. You're Petros. You're the rock. And this rock goes on to live most courageously for the Savior. Just so. Your new name, Kepsiva, brings with it a marvelous new destiny. You see, your bridegroom is coming for you. You're his bride. And when that happens... This entire second-rate world is going to get an upgrade to a new heavens and a new earth. Wait a minute, you say. Not quite so fast. Haven't we, like Zion, rebelled, abandoned Yahweh, despised Kadosh Yisrael, faked our way through worship, 
withheld justice from the widow and the orphan, played the prostitute, murdered sin, and chased after foreign gods indeed. <laughs> indeed. But our new name sticks forever. It's Kepsiva because another one was called Azuva. Talk about being downgraded. Mocked by the crowds, betrayed by Judas, denied by Peter, declared guilty in a kangaroo court, sentenced to death by a weak-willed Roman governor crowned with thorns, scourged by muscle men just short of death. There is our Jesus, and it's dark, and he is all alone, crucified and condemned, and you know what comes next. Eli, Eli, lama sabathani, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Jesus had finally reached the point of no return. Or had he? <laughs> Were these his last words? Was this the end of the story? Was this all there was? <laughs> How could it be? Azuva is never Yahweh's last word. Three days later, Jesus gets a new name. Revelation 1.17, I am the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and this upgrade is forever and ever and ever. Now, some of you may be my future students, and you're wondering, what's it worth? to be called Dr. Lessing instead of Dr. Leasing. Well, it's worth something. <laughs> but what's it worth, really, to be called Kepsiva and never, ever, ever again Azuva? Well, that's worth <laughs> everything. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand to sing.